WKNC 88.1 FM. This is Charles Morris, the underground urban music director here at the station. I'm talking to Slankston Hughes. Um, Slankston Hughes is going to be having a show here at where's where's your shows at in uh in the Triangle this week. Got a couple shows coming up um, on Thursday. We're rocking the uh, the pin hook at uh, the Yo NCU Rap Show that's going on in Durham. And then uh, the next two days, I will be in Raleigh. Friday night, we're at uh, Proof Five Points, rocking with the homie Eternal MC. He's got a uh, release party coming out. Uh, well, an album coming out, but a release party. And then Saturday, we're going to be doing a little intimate in-store with uh, some of the homies, Ghost Dog and Malls. Uh, at school, uh, school kids records. All right. So how did you end up? How did you end up linking up with these? Because you're you're from from New Orleans, right? If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Correct. Okay. Indeed. So how did you end up linking up with cats out here in North Carolina? Yes, I think the initial, um, if I'm not mistaken, I got hooked up with a, a bunch of um, NC artists is through. Uh, one of the, the main NC, uh, MCs that I, I politic with by the name of, uh, Lazarus. Um, he did my monthly event down here in New Orleans, I believe back in August of 2012. Uh, we've got a, a several mutual friends, but one of them put, um, him in touch with me. And then from there, we just kind of started gig swapping. Uh, from then on, he came down and, like I said, he came down and rocked my monthly event in New Orleans. And then from there, I went up to MC and did a couple of shows, I think, in Greensboro and Raleigh, and this was probably around, like, Memorial Day weekend 2013. And just have, you know, I've enjoyed the area, really dig the hip-hop scene, have been able to fellowship and, you know, just kind of um, build build that bridge, respectively, you know, with a, a lot of different MCs in the area, like Save Hall Comanche, uh, and, you know, and the homies, like I mentioned, Malls and then Ghost Dog and whatnot. And that's just led to other MCs, other artists, other DJs, you know, being able to, you know, just trying to build that bridge as much as possible and connect, connect the two cities because I enjoy the, I enjoy the scene, I enjoy the culture out there. So that's what's up. So what, what about the Raleigh scene is it that 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 has you coming back? I like it because, it's, it's, in my opinion, I find it unified. I'm sure I've seen a couple of tweets over the past couple of days that I, I guess uh, give a different opinion, but from an outsider looking in, it's, it's unified in the fact that, you know, when you have the cypher on the Monday nights and the fact that there are ciphers all across the triangle, um, for me, is is something really cool to see and something I would love to see happen, you know, within New Orleans. Baton Rouge and Lafayette area. I think if we can do something like that, regardless if it's a cipher or um, several different events that are happening, or just being able to bridge that gap as much as possible and have an influx of those respective artists from those cities continuously travel back and forth, it'll definitely build up the culture and the local communities within those areas. So that's something that's always stuck out to me that, you have a variety of different artists of various subgenres of hip hop mm-hmm. in Raleigh, in Durham, in Greensboro. Um, but at the same time, it's something where everybody comes out to those. And it's just a, a very, I think, the, the truest um, nature, in my opinion, of you know, hip hop, just the grit, just the overall feel and the flair of being able to either bomb or put on a good show at the end of the day. So. Yeah, That's what I really dig about it. 
That, that is, yeah. That, you know, the Cypher's kind of the lifeblood of of, NC, of, of Raleigh's hip-hop scene. And um, right. it's interesting. You do get a, a really interesting dynamic out there. And mm-hmm. the issue, one of the issues that, that a lot of people that originated the Cypher and people that are involved in it now have had are people that have tried to, you know, monetize it. And right. in hip-hop culture, you know, there's kind of like this misconception that everything needs to be monetized. Like, you need to make as mm-hmm. much money as possible. But then on the other hand, as, as artists, who doesn't want to get paid for their for their for their abilities? So, what do you Definitely. think? Do you think there should be like a balance, or how do you think that should go? Oh, I definitely think that artists should be, you know, paid for their craft and their artistry because we put so much time and energy and effort into that. You know, it's a, it's a huge sacrifice for us at the end of the day to, you know, delve into that respective or that 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 zone and reflect on our emotions, our memories you know, what we see um, and everything that comes in through, you know, the senses and whatnot. But at the same time, something still has to require or still be pure. You know, it has to retain that essence. So I don't have a necessary problem with the monetization of the art, but I think some things are sacred. Like if it started um, where it's a free admission to the cipher, then it shouldn't be mm-hmm. something where you're paying for the cipher. Now, don't get me wrong. Say, for instance, if an MC wants to bring out his merch or things of that nature, or, you know, it leads to a show or a cipher-related show, which I've seen, you know, a lot of the homies have done with it, bridging the gap between the ciphers and the shows and having shows and events that bring the the various ciphers together for shows and events. That's one way of monetizing it. You're taking the cipher effect or the aspect of the cipher and what makes it so awesome and good and bringing that to a live show setting. I think that's the best way to bridge the gap between the two while still leaving the cipher as it is at the end of the day. I agree. I actually agree with that. There's a fine line. You know, you you see it sometimes. I I try to get down there as much as possible. And um, Mm -hmm. you see the, the, the gimmicky marketing scheme sometimes <laughs> where you know right. people start freestyling and then they somehow work in the fact that they have a show coming and that they want people to come to their show but they do it in a really corny right, way right. <laughs> you know <laughs> you, you gotta you know you gotta be smart with it like anything else but i agree with like the fact right. you gotta keep it organic now as a mm-hmm. um as a new orleans hip-hop artist you know people people usually associate New Orleans with, you know, cash money and like Kevin Gates recently. You know, and your sound right. isn't really like anything like those like those crews. You kinda yeah. have more like a like a grassroots hip hop feel. Like is that is that what what I don't know much about New Orleans hip hop. So is that what's what's real in New in New Orleans or is that like something that you kinda carved out for yourself? I think I mean, some people might give you a different uh, perspective on it. For me, I feel like I've carved out the niche of live hip-hop. When I say live, I specifically mean nine out of ten times that you'll see me, I'm going to be rocking with either a three-piece or four-piece band. I feel that you get the most of me aesthetically and musically and sonically when I have live instrumentation behind me. So I feel like not only not only from my performance aspect, but with my monthly event, Uniquity, it is also an event that I've been doing for the past six years 
that features a, a four-piece house band that I also rock with. And, you know, it allows, you know, not only hip-hop cats, R&B, um, various vocalists and spoken word artists to rock with those with those uh, musicians. So that's where I feel my niche is, but there are several different subgenres, you know, within uh, the New Orleans hip-hop scene. You know, obviously Bounce is a very huge, you know, part of the culture, and it's, you know, taken off and it's worldwide at this point in the game. So that's definitely a big part of New Orleans hip-hop. Um, the live instrumentation is a part of it. You know, your gangster rap that is similar to Kevin Gates, that's similar to Boosie, um, is a big part of it. It's just a lot of different things, a lot of versatility and variety that's going on. That at the end of the day, is still authentically New Orleans hip-hop with the way that we deliver it, you know, the slang that we use that is very accustomed to our neighborhoods and specific demographics. And, you know, it's just... It's culturally referenced at the end of the day. Like you'll hear different things, uh, different street names, Mardi Gras, Superdome, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot going on, but it's always going to be authentically New Orleans at the end of the day. That's what's up. Yeah, New Orleans, like, you guys do have crazy sound, like unique sound. And that is one thing I did, I know about New Orleans hip hop is that it is like just really diverse. You know, I'm, I'm from right. New York. I'm from the Bronx, born and raised. I came down here in North Carolina to go to school. And in New York, we like to think that we all have a different <laughs> style among the boroughs. But you listen to New York hip hop; it's New York hip hop. It's great, you know. Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, that's you know that's my that's my preference. That's where I'm from. But you know, right. the difference between the two and is like you know you guys are so diverse in the different cultural backgrounds you bring into it. And, you know, I see, like, in North Carolina, you see North Carolina artists kind of lean more towards the New York side of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the flow and everything is really reminiscent of New York. So, you know, coming up, doing stuff with artists in North Carolina, what what are your goals? You want to try to like, collaborate and kind of bring some of your sound over here? Like, how, what, how, what are your feelings on that? I wouldn't necessarily say bring... Um my sound over over to NC. I just kind of I'm I'm all about you know shaking hands and just rocking with the people at the end of the day. I think yeah. that you know there's so many dope MCs in my opinion from NC. Like just trying to get more collaborations happening, regardless if it's with events or you know on songs on wax and whatnot. At the end of the day, so we can continuously bridge that gap. You know what I mean? So that's that's pretty much where I'm at with. It. I'm not necessarily trying to uh, trickle. New Orleans hip hop into the the NC market is just you know just at the end of the day just get out on the road being able to rock new places rock new venues see new faces and expose them to what I do and represent for my city you know so yeah nah, that's what's up so what's your so you said you're doing a mini tour so what exactly what what are the what are the stops on your mini tour what cities are you going to so, I mean, with that, pretty much what's going on right now, these are going to be popping up, uh, Lord willing, a lot over the next couple of months. So when I say mini tour, it's just pretty much like three days in and then come back, you know what I mean, on a, like a Sunday or Monday and whatnot because, you know, still over here with the day job trying to pay a couple of bills with that and pay more bills with the rap money. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, pretty much the the mini tours are just like what what you what you see is where you know like you got the Durham the Durham show and then you got the other two shows in Raleigh and then working on um, doing a little Florida Florida mini tour coming up in August and then something else in October 
um, in conjunction with A3C, where, um, like I was saying, with me usually rocking with musicians nine out of ten times, I think what they call it in, in jazz, uh, jazz culture is a ghost band, where pretty much I'm looking at finding musicians in these different cities that can play my music. We'll obviously rehearse it since it's transcribed now. All of it's pretty much transcribed. Mm-hmm. Get that music to them in PDF format or whatnot electronically, and then from there let them look at it, let them learn it, and then let me come out and rock with them. Whether it's a band that's already you know been put together or a loose set of collective musicians that are put together for a specific show, and then rock those shows within those respective cities. So that's the whole microcosm idea behind the uh, the mini tour effect that's going on right now. It's just me being able to hit the road as much as possible and way more than I've uh, either been willing to or wanted to in the past to be able to give people the full aspect of what I do in High Rock. That's what's up. That's what I was like, um, you know, here in uh, NC State, we have a rising arts entrepreneurship program, and there's a lot of young musicians that are in that program. And mm-hmm. even though you said you're still rocking rocking the day job, you know, wait, the, even being able to get out there and go on tour, even if it's a mini tour, is still a, an accomplishment. And you know that because, right. you know, booking a tour is not easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's crazy. I've done I've done road manager work for for artists in the past and it's it's nothing like it. It's fun, but it's stressful too. But for young artists, right. you know, you're going to be rocking especially at that that show at uh, school kids. You know, you're going to be rocking with a lot of students and stuff that are aspiring to even get to the level you're at. What's your advice mm-hmm. to anyone who's just like started from the down bottom trying to even get to the point where they're they're touring? My advice is, is something that I, I usually um, try to adhere to myself on a daily basis because at the end of the day, you know, you I feel like we get so impatient as artists and as musicians and entrepreneurs with what we're trying to achieve that it's going to take some time. So I definitely I always at, at stick to the adage that, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint at the end of the day. You know what I mean, so I'm always trying to do at least one to three things on a daily basis that's going to put me in a better position to further myself, you know, my career and my artistry. So that's that's pretty much the best advice I can give. Just be authentically you because, I mean, if you, you know, when you meet me or whatever, a lot of people, since I've been rapping, have always said, oh, you don't really look like an MC, you don't look like a rapper. And I strive on that because I don't want to allow my appearance to defer you from the music that you're going to get in the live show that you're going to get at the end of the day. So it's all about being authentic with you. Like, I'm a geeky cat. You know what I mean? I, I love the color purple. I enjoy snowballs. I read comic books and whatnot. But I rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in my opinion, I rap pretty well. So I'm at a point where I'm trying to authentically give you who I am, but at the same time, always attempting to not rush rush that effect or rush the, the the artistry at the end of the day. So that's that's all I got is, is this is a marathon, not a sprint. That's the best thing I can say to anybody who's trying to come up in the game. Absolutely right, especially in hip-hop. You know, a lot of hip-hop artists kind of get caught up in this, you know, this misconception that, you know, rap money is fast money. 
I mean, I get it all the time. I get submissions from artists constantly. And, you know, try to give them positive feedback or constructive criticism. But at the end of the day, you know, as you said, being patient and sticking to, you know, your brand and your script is really what's important. Because, you know, Rome was built in a day, like they say. Um, So what are your upcoming projects? What can people who are about to be introduced to you expect in the future from you? Well, hopefully as soon as we get back uh, from NC, you're going to be putting out this uh, maxi single called Champion Song, Mm -hmm. um, produced by a New Orleans producer by the name of N.O. Bricks. And then what I've... um, you know, been doing is trying, like I said, trying to infuse that live sound with uh, the production. So we usually kind of bring about a dichotomy where you have the original version of the track um, mm-hmm. produced by Inno Bricks and then have that flipped um, by my band, Flow in the Flow. So once we get everything together, get it all mixed and mastered and whatnot, Champion Song will be coming out just shortly after that, probably in about two to three months, I would say like early fall. Uh, or at least right at the beginning of the fall season, officially we're going to drop um, a three, three P, uh, so three track EP. One of the homies from um, Boston named Sundog, and that's going to be called Spring Forward. So those are the next two projects I have coming out in the next couple of months. Okay, and how can people get those? Uh, you can definitely, um, Champion Song is going to be released, you know, it's going to be obviously free streaming on SoundCloud, but it also will be available for purchase on uh, my Bandcamp, SlankSonHughes.Bandcamp.com, and then we're going to drop the uh, the 3P uh, Spring Forward. It's definitely, we're going to put that out on all the digital retailers. So it'll be on the, you know, the Bandcamp, it'll be on the SoundCloud, as well as iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, et cetera. So. All right, great, man. So when you... uh when you do when you when you're writing, um, how how much do you put how much emphasis do you put into current events? Because there's a lot going on right now, especially as, you know as, oh, yeah. as far as it pertains to us in hip hop culture. Like, how much do you Definitely. do you focus on that? Uh, it's coming up a lot more. It's becoming way more prevalent in my music than it has in previous years. Just because, like you said, there's so much going on. Uh, directly in front of us on a daily basis. It's just hard not to be affected by it. It's hard not to um, have that be infused within your music at the end of the day. So, I mean, even if it's like a quick snippet for four bars, it's happening. You know what I mean? Where it's, I'm, I'm interpreting the things that I see and my feelings about them within the music. So it's it's definitely something right now that is, is prevalent in and happening directly within the music in my writing process. Absolutely. I feel like right now, for hip-hop culture, there's never been in modern te- in modern days, like, you know, after, like, the 90s and stuff, there's never been a time in hip-hop culture that we've all needed to be more unified as far as everything that's going on. You know, and I feel like rappers, good rappers, who have who know who have that sense of responsibility as you know mm-hmm. storytellers and artists have that responsibility to like keep us all on track, not let us get carried away and you know dividing each other and hating each other, but you know looking at the big picture. Would, would you say, right. like, especially everything that's going on with like the tragedy that happened in South Carolina this past week? You know, it 
hip, it's for us in hip hop culture. I feel like it's our responsibility in hip hop culture to keep everybody, the young generation especially, you know, on task and not get caught up in the hate. So oh, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree with that mainly because at the end of the day, like hip hop, you know, our fingers on the pulse of everything that's happening. A lot of people you know, continuously misinterpret the culture or or appropriating it for different things, whether it's, you know, something of a a financial, a monetization of things of that nature where they can find uh, profit from it. But at the end of the day, it's a culture that's representative of the times and is directly um, connected and correlates with these type of events and what is what's happening in the streets and what's happening in the neighborhoods and the cities that we live in and directly around us. So it's something that is more or less like it's a constant. It's a heartbeat of what's of of our lives at the end of the day, regardless of like a lot of people. You know, some there's some people that might say they don't listen to hip hop, but you can't get away with not hearing it, even if you don't directly or daily listen to it. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's something like it's very it's happening. It's it's very prevalent in popular culture as well as a music all form at this time. So I agree with that wholeheartedly. Definitely. All right, man. Well, things we're we're about out of time, but um, so we got. We got, we're going to see you at Pin, Pinhook on Thursday. Right. And, um, yes, sir. And that's a paid event. Um, Correct. $10 at the door. And right. we got you on at Five Points on Friday, rocking out with Eternal right. for his album release party. I'm actually going to be there, so I'll get to, I'll get cool, to meet cool. you and politic with you and everything. And um, awesome. Saturday at School Kids Records? Correct. All right, man. And what's time? Like nine o'clock? Uh, I think we're doing that at six. At we're six. doing that a little early. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for for talking to us, and um, look forward to hearing your music. We're going to be spinning some of your records out here on KNC, getting everybody ready for your show, getting everybody acquainted, and uh, we look forward to seeing you do your thing live, man. The whole live instrumental hip hop thing is is definitely dope. So. I'm, I know I'm looking forward to hearing it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back out there and, and, and appreciate the opportunity to be rocking with WKNC. So, give thanks for that. All right, man. Well, thanks for talking to us, and uh, see you there. All right, sounds like a plan. Peace. Peace.